Welcome to Whitestone Podcast from the Whitestone Forum. This podcast is for business and nonprofit leaders like you and me, specifically designed around building, polishing, and leveraging our competencies. Each episode will provide a lens through which ever-growing citizens of God's kingdom can think about very effectively impacting every one of their organizations. For Whitestone Podcast, I'm Kevin Miller. We're continuing a series about the amazing peculiarities of Abraham, a man whose lifelong narrative is a top candidate as the pinnacle reference for a full life in God in the Old Testament. He certainly gets my vote. Today, we're focusing on the key influences that did and didn't shape Abraham. Let's dive in. Here's the point. We can identify four major influences that warrant discussion in thinking about Abraham's situation and faith as compared to modern-day believers in Jesus. Those influences are reference points to, first, family, friends, and community. Second, allegiance to a nation or land. Third, religious laws, rules, and observances. And fourth, most importantly, knowing our Creator, God Himself. Let's summarize these four influences as peoples, places, rules, and Creator. When considering these four powerful influences, we realize that most all religions market a potent mix of three to four of these. And whenever any of these are negative in influence and impact, breaking free from them can be very difficult. Hey, take much of the New Testament itself, starting with the Gospels, revealing resistance based on these factors, like from Pharisees or from towns. Then the historical book of Acts and many of the epistles were often documenting and addressing thorny, persistent obstacles to the gospel. These obstacles were very often false, thorny notions about people's places, rules, and the Creator. Well, when it came to Abraham, God perfectly navigated Abraham through those four factors. First, God removed Abraham from his family, his people. Well, except that in his departing, Abraham allowed his nephew Lot to come along. While Lot was a younger man not in authority over Abraham, he was still adult enough to partner with Abraham and caused, as we podcasted earlier, a lot of troubles. The undesirable influence of Abraham's people was substantially removed by God when Abraham obediently departed Ur, then made more complete when Abraham and Lot parted ways. Second, God removed Abraham from his land, a very powerful influence we often call place that we are so often deeply drawn to, for better or for worse. This removal was a stretching experience of faith. For our third influence, we call upon our research principle called out in the podcast of The Dog That Didn't Bark. You recall the persuasive evidence that the superb detective sees 
that is not visible to the ordinary person. You see, God did not institute special rules or laws for Abraham like he did later for Moses and the Israelites. No, instead, God relied on directing Abraham solely on what he heard and saw directly from God. Yeah, no rule book, just a faith book. (laughs) Abraham simply obeyed what he saw and heard from God. Fourth, God called upon Abraham's unique placement in the context of his era, that with a full endowment of understanding of the sordid history of humanity's divergence from God. Yeah, like the fall, Cain and Abel, and the flood. But Abraham also knew the good stuff, like the fact that early on, Enoch had walked with God. Genesis 5.24, and certainly all about his ancestor Noah. Genesis 6.9 says it all about Noah in 13 words, and I'm quoting, Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God, unquote. This was creator influence for Abraham. God and very key righteous folk who walked with God. So there we have it for the four influences. Abraham obediently moved away from his people. Abraham obediently moved away from his place. No detailed religious rules to distract him from true obedience. But what was intact was awareness of the Creator and Abraham's own opportunity to walk with God. Let's look at unmistakable parallels with Enoch. In the context of the Bible verses surrounding his epitaph, Enoch walked with God, his creator. Enoch alone was, quote, taken by God, unquote, to a wholly different place and did not die, living on for that later likely role as one of the two witnesses in the end times. Revelation 11.3. Enoch alone was taken from his people by God. And by Enoch walking with God, he was following the only rule that really matters. So, Enoch's four influences were much like Abraham's. Swept away from place, swept away from people, not constrained by distracting rules, very connected to the Creator. Now, let's look at key unmistakable parallels with Noah. In the flood story, Noah was directed to do the seemingly ridiculous by God, his Creator, Only Noah and his family were taken by God to a wholly different place, uniquely lifted on the surging sea. Noah and his family were exclusively taken from their people by God. And when Noah built that ark, he was following the only rule that really mattered, walking with God. So those four influencers, much like Abraham, lifted away from place, instructed away from people, unimpeded by distracting rules, very connected to his creator. Indeed, Abraham could soak up and apply the stories of Enoch and Noah. So, with constraining rules not a factor inserted by God, Abraham left both people in place and vigorously pursued his creator. Then, a grand covenant. 
and Abraham had faith, and God credited it to him as righteousness. Genesis 15 and 6. But in due time, God appointed a special people, Israel, and God appointed a special place, the promised land, and God gave special rules to the people, the law of Moses. In due course, the people of Israel failed in following the rules of the law of Moses and lost their place, the promised land, to enemies. Did they then do as Father Abraham would have surely done in faith, go fully back to their Creator? No, and God sent prophets to testify against them. Even since the cross, many still cling to a land, place. They cling to the law, rules, and they cling to their people, but still essentially crowd out the Creator. So, indeed, in the fullness of time, see Galatians 4.4, God had sent His Son to save the world. Yes, Jesus the Christ went to the cross to offer eternal life to whosoever would believe. And then, 2,000 or so years after Abraham, God unveiled a very similar but fresh structure, addressing the same four influences, people, place, rules, and creator. Here are the four influences revealed in the New Testament. Peoples. Paul taught the Galatians, quote, There's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free. There is not male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Yes, old people's past and a new eternal people here. Places. And I'm quoting... God has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, Colossians 1, 13 to 14. And we are called to disciple all nations, Matthew 28. That's right. A place transfer only made possible by the cross. Rules. So, quote, you are not under law, but under grace, unquote, Romans 6, 14. And, quote, you are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace, unquote. Galatians 5, verse 4. So, grace rules. Creator, quote, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. John 10, 27, the words of Jesus just like Enoch, Noah, and Abraham, we have the pleasure of personally knowing our Creator and following His voice. Wow. But for millennia, the first three authentic influences often have been stumbling blocks in churches. Sadly, some churchgoers work more zealously on their national citizenship than their heavenly citizenship. And right place matters. And churchgoers have often divided into peoples, and often those peoples are political or theological with fallacies broadly embraced in many quarters. And yeah, to this very day, many churchgoers trump God's gift of grace with their futile strivings to fulfill the law of Moses. But grace rules. So what's the key? 
Every person knows that peoples, places, or rules can gain a thorny stronghold in our hearts. But the Creator is the supreme answer. God certainly structured the primacy of the Creator with Abraham. Likewise, in the New Covenant, God calls us out of distracting or constraining peoples, places, and rules into an elegant, graceful relationship with the Father. Wow, for a full life in Christ, that means we must reject and shed any stumbling blocks grounded in people's places and rules, instead striding fully into an amazing walk with God. No wonder those walking in faith can be called children of Abraham. Thank you for listening to Whitestone Podcast. Visit our website, whitestone.org, for more real-world equipping. There you'll find uncommon video teachings, application and action questions for this podcast episode, and more. Also, check out our unique downloadable resources for group meetups. That's whitestone.org. I'm Kevin Miller.